everybody, my name is Vector Mongan. Welcome to another episode of Vector For Reals. <laughs> Hope you guys have been enjoying the last couple episodes or the last episodes wherever you are. Um, but thank you so much for the support, the love, and yeah, let's get into it. I'm pretty stoked about today's episode. Today's episode, we are talking about adulting, but uh, from the, I guess, the working point of view, um, in our, I guess, in our experience, it's mostly working corporate. But we're basically going to talk about just being people of color working corporate, how our experience has been. Disclaimer, this has nothing to do. No, this doesn't mirror everybody else's experience. Um, this is just our personal experience. And if you relate to it, well and good. If you don't, please let us know and share your experience with us. But without further ado, let me uh, introduce. Oh, let me allow uh, my guests today to introduce themselves. <laughs> Hi everyone. Um, it's your girl Natalie. Natalie. Mm-hmm. Soon to be DJ. Nat. I know that's right. Um, and I'm really happy to be back on Victor's show. Yes. I like the sound of that Victor show. I guess. <laughs> and I'm his best friend. For those who don't know. Ah, please. <laughs> uh, but it's always a pleasure to have you. But let's get into it. All right. Okay, Natalie, what you want to tell us? Tell us where you be getting your money from. <laughs> um, I guess we'll start from the beginning. Yeah. Um, you know, we always did those two odd, odd jobs. Speak for yourself. I never did any no odd job. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this is during high school and uh, college. But um, I guess since our topic is corporate. Um, or uh, adulting, but adulting. not from the... Which I feel like once I started working in corporate, I felt like an adult in terms of my job. Mm, that part. <laughs> yes. So uh, I, for me, it was in 2016 when I graduated from college uh, and I started working in the research field. Ooh. Two weeks after I graduated. So didn't even have time to process no, or like, wow. No, I just dove into it and started working for the man. Did you have an internship prior to prepare you or like let you know what's going to be? No, no. My internship was actually in Kenya. So um, it wasn't like, you know, it was, it was, it wasn't in the US. My internship was in Kenya. Oh. Yeah. So, and how was that? That must have been different. Yeah, that was really different. Uh, but that's a whole nother different story. But uh, yeah, 2016, graduated, started working in research. And um, I did biology for school. So yeah. Wow. Uh, you know, <laughs> biomeds. Intimideras. Uh, you know, small, small. But uh-huh. um, yeah, I started working for uh, this research company. It's actually a sleep lab. Huh. And um, so we did clinical trials, just things like that. Nice. Um, but it was a really good experience. I mean, overall, I feel like I worked with a lot of young people. Mm. Um, and also, we were very diverse in, ter- in terms of color. So I did not feel <laughs> like an outsider. Nice. Um, so yeah, that was my first, I guess, corporate experience. So is corporate something that you kind of like strategize to get into? Like, how was that? Or is um, this a- No, I, I didn't really strategize to get into corporate because I didn't know it was corporate as uh-huh. well. It was just more I'm getting a job that aligns with what I studied. Oh, um, okay. But quickly, I saw there's a difference between the jobs that I was doing before mm. and now working in this office or lab that has its own set of rules in a way oh. that are unspoken. Yes. How about you, Victor? For me, I I think it was one of those things I was thrown into because um, what I went to school for, 
the the work environment is not necessarily corporate per se yeah. um i mean there's the uh, corporate aspect of it but there's not really corporate like what i went to school for so um it's one of those things that i kind of i didn't even know i was getting to corporate until like once i was in there i was like oh my god it's different from the other jobs i've been doing so it was it was definitely interesting and then my my first experience was um it wasn't actually it was kind of like six months out of college so um i used to work in a salon y'all <laughs> so i worked in the salon like right out of college i was doing their like their social media their blogs or whatever and then um six months yeah six to actually it was about six to seven months because you know I, I did the afro flavor thing a little bit yeah yeah, so six to seven months after that, I got my first job, and it was medical records. So I was working in, like, a pediatrics office, and the, the environment per se was not really corporate, but just the, the, the setting of it was corporate, yeah. meaning I was getting paid salary, I had benefits, I had health insurance, I had all these things that you do get from a corporate um, rather than just a regular job. So that was, uh, for me, that my first corporate experience. But again, like the actual work environment, it was not corporate, if that makes sense. So like the people? The people and just like the mess, just the, the way things were just, yeah, it was not corporate in that sense. Yeah. Um, but just like benefits wise, salary wise, um, you know, I guess also being an organization or I guess a hospital, quote unquote, mm. um, that was corporate on its own and they had different branches. Okay. Yeah. But other than that, like the, the office itself, it was, it felt like one of my other two odd jobs if i must oh, okay. say yeah. yeah so um I, I mentioned kind of these unspoken rules hey. in the office um and I, I guess i'll talk about my experience but like what, what would you say was your experience or did you did you feel like there was a difference between oh. you know, your odd jobs and now working in absolutely a different space yes where there's these rules that are not written down in any yes. manual yes um yeah i think first of all once they know you've gone to school there's a different type of respect you get yeah um because a lot of jobs especially here in the states or i guess first world countries mm. um you don't really need a degree you can kind of like maneuver your way um up the ladder uh based on experience um so you kind of you can kind of get away with that of course if you have a degree you look better your pay is better but you really don't have a degree you really don't need a degree to do these jobs so I think for me, like, once I got into it, first of all, my co-workers were mostly older white women. Mm. So them, they started, like, you know, when they were 18 or something. They didn't, not, not all of them went to school. Mm. But they've been there for so long. They've worked their way up. So they're making, you know, money. They're like, you know, they've learned how to rub shoulders with the who and, you know, the big bosses and stuff. So once, like, they've seen you've gone to school, it's like, oh, okay. There's that type of, like, a different type of... Um, demeanor you kind of get yeah and then on top of that even just the way you talk the way you carry yourself it it does play a role in how everybody else is going to treat you yeah so for me i'd say with that job it was a blessing because it was a difficult job like can you imagine doing medical records dealing with hip hipaa all these things that are mm. completely different from my field um and then like being forced into this i'm i'm actually grateful that i made it a year um yes and i think for me i made it a year because i was likable yeah. But other than that, like, I, some of the people who got fired, who are like, um, I, I thought they did the job better than me. Okay. So I was surprised that, oh my God, I'm still here and they're gone. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. so I think for me, it was not only a blessing, but I think I was likable and they loved having me around. Whereas I've noticed now, working corporate, like, you can get a job, you can, you can get a job just because people like you. Yeah. Because you're spending most of your hours in the office and 
that contributes to the work environment. Yeah. What about you? Um, I don't know if that answered your question. Did that answer your question? In a way, yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, I think I was just more asking, like, if if you felt like you had to act a certain oh yes, absolutely way yes. now that you're working in a oh space. yes yes um, just in terms of your personality. Absolutely. Like I told you, my previous job was working at a salon, so. The first thing I'd come in is I, I control the playlist at the salon, so I was giving them R and B. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna, you know, um, what uh, Chris Brown back in the day, you know, like they were loving the playlist. So the environment was completely different. It was way more relaxed. Yes, I was doing the vlog, I was doing a little bit of the reception and stuff like that. But then I'll come into corporate like this, and also like I guess your environment does play a role. True. If it's young folks, I guess you can kind of get away with some things. Yeah. But like if it's older folks, like. Oh yeah, and I remember this one time I came in and I was so tired, um, and I guess hopefully this also answers your question. Um, and my eyes were red, and they thought like I had smoked like weed. Are you? Serious? Yeah, like, and my boss at the time, like, yeah, we kind of joked around, but like, she asked me straight up, like, oh, did you smoke? And I was like, oh my god, no, like I'm just tired. Yeah. So like, I noticed there was, they had certain stereotypes. Cause I was the only black male in this environment, you yeah. know. So they had certain stereotypes, um, whether it was out in the open or not. But I feel like they had certain, they had certain stereotypes, and it was my job to prove them wrong or otherwise. That part. Yeah. Yeah, that part. Um, I think for me, um, my first job, honestly, I didn't really like. I mentioned it was very diverse, yeah. and we were also young, so. It, I didn't really feel like I had to put up a certain front. Mm. Um, and my next job after that. Woo! Listen. <laughs> first of all, you got to tell them also, like, you you did that job for a long time. The first job? The first job. How long were you there? I don't know, it was about two years. But that's a long time. <laughs> I've never held a job in a year. Yeah, it was, it was two years. And yes. The commute for me was just... It was too far, so it really started to drain me. Mm. Um, but then after that, I got another job. But you also have to... you. Ha okay, yes, you did get another job. I did get another job. And I feel like now this one, um, I kind of walked into a company where now I started to feel different. Mm. Um, and initially when I started, my team, I was the only black person, actually. Mm -hmm. um, then later on, my team kind of grew, and now we were... I had, I guess I would say, an ally. Mm -hmm. um, and this is also the person who is responsible for really. But just to be clear, they're an ally. They're not black. No, no, they're black. Oh, okay, okay. So okay. Now, yeah, they were an ally in terms of like now. I was like, okay, I'm not by myself. Oh, okay. Um, I thought so, you meant ally and like they no, support. No, no. Okay. So like in yeah, like more you know now I wasn't the only black person on the team. Oh, so okay. you know this is also the person who really I feel like taught me a lot in terms of just like how I need to stand up for myself at work. You know, I'm confusing your next job was the previous one. No, 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 no. You no. had another job in between. Yeah. Why am I thinking, like, you did that job and then you went to... No. Ooh, cha. Okay, okay, continue, continue. Yeah. Uh -huh. So, I feel like... Oh, yes, because we got the jobs around the same time. Yes. Gonna... Okay, okay, yes. yeah, okay. So, um, my next job wasn't in research. Uh, it was more public health-related mm. uh, work. So, it was an office setting. And, um, yeah, it was just not diverse. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, that was, I feel like, especially when I started, I had to act different. And I think 
just starting from the interview process mm. and seeing the people who were interviewing, no one really looked like me. So it kind of felt like I kind of had to act a certain way. So now this is not the second. This is my second job. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So this is my second job. Um, and I think my experience there is when I started to actually feel my race. Ooh. Yeah. So that was, yeah, that was the first time I could actually feel my, feel my race in a corporate setting. Quick question. So, is there a difference between feeling your race and feeling the fact that... Is there a difference between an immigrant and feeling your race? Like, could they tell the... No, no, no. They okay. couldn't really tell the difference because I feel like, I mean... I had to tell them, yeah. Like, okay, people would ask me, oh, where's your last name from? You know, oh, then there's okay. that. But I feel because of maybe how I talk and all those... You blend in. You yeah, blend so in. I kind of blended in, but then they just thought I was just black. Oh. African-American, black American, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, so I was just... I felt like I was just black. Not really an immigrant. And the reason I asked that question, because for me, mm. from the get-go, they, they they can tell I'm not from here. Yeah. Because of the accent kind of thing. Um, or not they. Like, anybody can tell I'm not from here. I'm not from originally. So that kind of sets me apart already. Like, oh, you're definitely not all the way black. Like, where you from originally. Where for you, it's easy. Like, you're automatically yeah, placed in that. It's definitely you know. a bit easier to blend in that way. So when did you feel, like, different at work, I guess I would say? Uh, more to do with race. I think as soon as I walked into corporate, yeah, I feel like I've all my jobs. I've always, I've never had any other. Well, actually, my previous job, I had what? Well, okay, let me say, in all my jobs, my corporate professional jobs, I've never had. I've always been the only black person. Yeah. And then now, the last previous job that I had, there was another black person. Shout out to. Um, Fontella, what's up, girl? <laughs> but she was in a different department. Yes, we worked together, but she yeah. was in a different department. Mm -hmm. So we never really interacted. Like, But at least I knew there was another black person like in a different, um, if you go around the corner kind of thing. But in all my, yeah, I've always been black. So I think from the get-go, I've always known I'm different. I'm bringing a different perspective. Or as some would say, a unique experience. Yeah, and so do you think that would make you, because of that, mm -hmm. um, it kind of forced you in a way, yes, you have your personality, but then there's also that front. Oh, yeah. You just have to be a little bit different or feel like you need yeah. to fit in Absolutely. more. Absolutely. Okay. Um, and also being a male at, the, at that. Because, again, most of my jobs, um, they've been very, um, I've worked with a lot of women. Um, and not that it's a women's job, except the salon, I guess, per se, but it's it's just a lot of women have been in that, are more known to be in, that, in those roles, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think working as a male, as a black male, as a black immigrant male, yes, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's the same thing for me. I feel like, I mean, for the most part, I have been the only black person mm -hmm. in the jobs that I've done so far. My previous job, I was the only black person completely. And, yeah. Um, my second job, um, yeah, we were like about two or three. So I would people. say, from knowing you and just from our per, uh, past conversation, yeah. I don't to put your business out there, but I feel like your previous job where you had an ally, rather, like you saw all these crazy things happening, but because it never happened to you directly, you kind of just like, I guess, I'll, not allowed it to happen, but it was easier to just like, oversee it or look over it or look away from it true yeah and also and, i think for me i was still also like shocked because yeah i come from a diverse ish office mm. to now working in a space where there was like certain incidences that were happening to my colleagues 
who was a person of color. She was black. Um, and also a black male that we worked with. Mm. Um, and for me, I just didn't know what to do. Like, I was like, what am I supposed to do in this kind of a situation? So I think for me, I was also in shock. And because of that, I always thought that working in corporate, I had to be timid in a way mm. and just like not appear too, like too much. Mm. I know you guys know what I'm talking about. I, you know, let's, I feel like we're talking in codes. Let's be transparent. <laughs> what do you mean by too much? First of all, Let's start off, and not to cut you off, but let's start off, what are some of the challenges you faced mm. as a woman of color in the corporate um, side of it? Okay, there is a few. Um, and Please. I think I will start with number one, mm -hmm. walking into the office and realizing it's just you. <laughs> <laughs> and this is a big office. <laughs> this is a whole company. <laughs> and you, yeah, you walk in and you just, you realize, Honestly, that is one of the first things that I would look at is mm. to see if there was anything, anyone that looked like me. They don't have to be black, but just... Because it sets the tone. Yeah, it's, it sets the tone. <laughs> and you're like, okay, I see you, you know. But in my case, it was like you walk in and it's like, uh, no one looks like me here. Whether you are Asian or mm. you be Hispanic, Latino, whatever. That's usually one of the first things that I look at because mm. during the interview process, I've already seen who's interviewing me. No one looks like me. So now I'm like, okay... What if I get into the office? Yeah. There's this kind of anxiety, just a little bit of anxiety. Like, I wonder if there's anyone else who looks like me or has certain, I guess, experiences yeah. that would be similar to me. Um, so that's the first challenge, I think, is just walking in and realizing it's just to you. Uh, um, and then followed by, okay, since there's no one that looks like me, um, is there going to be certain questions people ask me? For example. Uh, even looks. Uh, looks. <laughs> questions. For example, I decided to do dreads with my hair this week. Next week, I come in and I've undone my hair. Is there going to be those questions that are always... <laughs> like, are the folks woke, yes, basically? Yes, are they yeah. woke or am I going to have to just answer, like, all these questions along mm. the way? So, yeah, I guess I would say those are two challenges that I had. Okay. Um, of course, there's more and we can always just discuss yeah. about that. But, um, yeah. Um, and then, um, what else? Um, what's another challenge you face? Or, yeah, like... Um, is there a challenge? Do you think it's different also because gender-wise from, you could be the only, let's say for me, I'm the only black male. It's yeah. a different type of struggle I'm dealing with versus you being the only black female. Is it, do you think it's the same, similar? I, or? Um, I think it also just depends on, I guess, the people that you're working with. So mm. I've also worked in healthcare where it's mostly women. Mm. So as, you know, I guess women's, perspective i wouldn't say the challenges were greater if anything i felt my challenges had to do with my race okay um not really my gender um even uh, though maybe that could be an issue of course it's yeah, a yeah. huge it is a huge issue mm. um but because i worked with women it just felt like my issue was me being black oh yeah what's another struggle that you faced um um the biggest mm. not to say that the others weren't but I would say uh, microaggressions. Ooh. So small, small comments yeah. um, that are not necessarily direct, uh, but kind of these underlying comments. So um, things like, uh, okay, I'll give you guys an example. Mm -hmm. Like um, this one girl at this company, I will not name, <laughs> okay. um, felt the need to make her way all the way down to my desk and she was sitting on the other side to come and ask me if I liked Lil Nas X and hip-hop music. Ooh. 
so <laughs> this is someone who I wasn't really like I wouldn't say we talked that much in the office. Yeah, so for just, her to get be that yeah. comfortable to ask. And she walked literally. She was sitting on the opposite side, so she passed through mm. so many people and just came t towards me and just asked me that. And she's like, "Yeah, I've been listening to a lot of Lil Nas X. Do you like Lil Nas X? Do you like hip hop?" And I had to be like, "What? Why haven't you asked anyone else? You can't say it's an age thing because." You've passed people who are the same age as yeah. both of us. So why is it just directed towards me? It was a very, very awkward moment. Wow. Yeah. And so in those situations, you just want to be like, um, you know, why the F? You know, you yeah, want to yeah. go in. But then you have to remember, one, you're at work. And also, there's that whole... You don't want to be the angry black woman. Yes, the angry black woman. And honestly, that is something that, at this point, I don't really care about. Like, I... Thank you. That is just a, does that's just something that was made to put women, black women down and to kind of silence. And not them. just black. I think just black folks in general. Yeah, black folks in general. We've been taught to suppress ourselves in situations where if it was somebody else, they'd have allowed to to pop off basically. Yeah, and I mean it was just situations like that. Um, a, a, another company where I was with my colleague who's black. Mm. You know, she had a lot of different. <laughs> Um, situations happening and you know it was just things like you know someone is just touching your hair and uh, you're like okay I wouldn't even touch your hair because I don't know you like that mm. so why are you coming to touch my hair yes you're saying it's beautiful but you don't have to put your fingers in my hair and you're not doing that with anyone else so in those situations you're like okay what am I supposed to do now that one I can relate very very especially because like, yeah. when I worked in the salon now it was a bougie like you know upscale you know, white salon, like they're doing foils, honey. Yeah. And you know, I'm there's a out this is the time I was doing four logs. And then you come in with like um you've done your little texturize or whatever. Mm. Yes, that was the by this point, like was that acceptable because it's a salon and they can touch my hair? Like I'm, I guess I'm teaching them. I don't know. Yeah. But that's interesting, interesting. Wow. I think for me my experience, um, I would just say is working in corporate has been very it's really shown me that you, you're not supposed to show your emotions. Yeah. So it's like they don't want you. Absolutely. And by they, I mean the, I mean, you know, I mean, the whole corporation and just like how things have been systematically mm. um, put, it's more you're not allowed to show your emotions. And as much as certain companies will preach being diverse, being diverse, being diverse, there's, first of all, a huge difference between being diverse and also being inclusive. Okay. Um, and I think also just be that's more to do with also your voice as a black person mm. and how you express yourself. So I just hope we get to a point where, you know, um, we feel like we can express ourselves and mm. not really care about like how it's, how it's going to look because we're black. That is true. That is true. Not just because we're in a corporate setting, but because we're black. That is true. That is true. Yeah. Um, I guess for me, I would say, first of all, corporate is where the money is. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so if you, the type of person who's working to follow the money, go to corporate, yeah. get your coins. Second of all, it's a dirty game. It's, it, there's so much politics. Um, so I think it's just kind of like, it's, it sucks that we still, being a person of color, there's a, you have to like, I guess move different. Yes. Um, you have to strategize. You have to think every how you talk how you move how you walk how you dress all these things you just have to always kind of like you know like strategize basically yeah so in conclusion that's my conclusion and then um yeah i think i think now um the whole black lives matter and stuff like that 
it's slowly starting to normalize certain things. You think so? <sighs> okay, from my experience, mm. it didn't do nothing. Same. <laughs> <laughs> nothing. 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 Like even like when all this was happening, we never had that conversation with none of my coworkers, yeah. none of my boss. Nobody even was like, "Hey, like, oh my god, what's your perspective on that?" No. Yeah. So, it, I want to say it did for other people. I don't know. Let, you know, let me not speak for nobody. It didn't do nothing for for my experience. Like we were still moving. Like, um, did you do you hand in the assignment? Like all these things. Ta da 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 da. Okay. So yeah. So. So would you also say like, because um, I guess for us working in these in mm. these spaces, um, white spaces, mm -hmm. um, you feel like it's affected your mental health. Oh, absolutely. Your job performance. Absolutely. Um, maybe if you were in a different situation, your mental health would have been a bit different, and maybe your performance at work would have been completely different. Absolutely, absolutely. Which brings us to the next <laughs> segment. Yes. Or rather, like the next. Well, really, what what really made us um, have this conversation? Yeah. I don't. Do you want to start off or? Uh, you can start off. It's your podcast. So basically, <laughs> the reason we started this, uh, or we wanted to talk about this. Um, episode or have this conversation is I recently quit my job due to the whole I had a mental breakdown yeah. and it's crazy because I was literally like on the verge of actually like getting what I've worked so hard for like I was literally like I was even in the interview process so just to tell you guys a little bit about myself I work in HR and most of my jobs are contracts um, I like it in the sense that there's no commitment and I get to I guess, you know, don't really stick into one job for God knows how long. But anyway, I've been a, I've been working contracts for so long. I was really working towards being permanent in this specific job. The money was good. Even as a contract, the money was really, really good. Yeah. So I knew by getting permanent, like, and then it was remote. Mm. So I knew I'll be traveling around if I got the job. So anyway, on the verge of like, um, you know, I'm interviewing process or whatever. Like there was a lot of buildup. I felt inadequate in the process. Uh, my boss would say a lot of ignorant stuff. But at the end of the day, like I was following the money. Um, and I think... Ignorance like in terms of... This was around the elections when we, we got the new president. And like, I don't like having a politic conversations. Yeah. Political you conversations. You work. shouldn't. Yeah. But she would be like, oh my God. Uh, like I remember like she was like, I hate all the people who... I don't like how everybody who voted for, I guess, Biden. Um, now they're just chilling. <laughs> I'm like, girl, I voted for Biden. What are you trying to say? Yeah. So she would make like those kind of comments. I think, what was she? She was not, she, she was the ones independent um, party. Those yeah. the ones who were like kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, they don't really have a side. And then like uh, with the Black Lives Movement, she would talk about um, how like, how she also has to have a conversation with her kids <laughs> when they get pulled over and all these things. And I'm like, her kids were not yes, black. Yes. She would even say, how, oh my God, I get so afraid when I get pulled over. And I'm like, yo, it's completely different if I get pulled over and you get pulled over. You're afraid of getting a ticket. You're afraid of getting what? Um, I, yeah, I guess a ticket. Yeah. I'm literally afraid of my life. Mm. When black folks are talking to their kids about, you know, authorities, it's mostly to keep them... Safe. safe yeah it's not really like the fact you're getting a ticket or you're paying a fine or whatever it's mostly a, it's a it's a safety thing but to her it was basically like she's scared i'm like you know and it was just like one of those things i'm like i'm not really trying to go back and forth with you know like i le i let it slide one too many times so it was a little bit of that and then an incident happened that just kind of took me over and she was so insensitive about that um and it was just like 
I was just burnt out and I was exhausted. And I literally went to work. And next thing I know, I'm just walking out. Yeah. Literally. Didn't talk to nobody. <laughs> like, it was after a meeting. And, like, it was so crazy because I was like, yes, I'm, I was complaining about this job for a long time. But I never thought I'd walk out. Yeah. So I just literally went in after a meeting. Everything. Like, this, they literally just assigned me a new project. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, of course, you know. And I went back to my computer and... Hey guys, so we've come to the end of the show, sadly, but be sure to join me next time for part two. If you're loving what you're hearing, uh, please show some love by sharing with your friends, lovers, family, you know, all that good stuff. And also don't forget to rate me on the platform you're listening Victor For Reels from. Yes, on the platform you're listening Victor For Reels from. Listen, it's my name is such a mouthful at this point <laughs> but yeah show some love and also email me if you have any comments or feedback it's greatly appreciated at victorforreals at gmail.com until then see you next time stay blessed